video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your hosts to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 175 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Hollywood homeboy, Grizz. Gobble, gobble. Uh, yeah, gobble, gobble. This is our Thanksgiving episode. We didn't even realize it until we started recording. <laughs> like two seconds Grizz, ago. <laughs> Grizz, do you, do you have a nickname for me or what? Yeah, Dr. Fucking Thunder. That's what I'm going to call oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not familiar with what Dr. Thunder is, you, you live a great life, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you live the pepper life. Yeah, yeah. The real doctor life, not the, uh, <laughs> not the van down by the river, doctor. So, Grids, this is our Thanksgiving episode. What, what, do you, what do you have to be thankful about this year? Man, I'm always giving thanks. I'm smoking dags. Big whoop whoop to the juggalos out there. You know, <laughs> how can I beat that? Jesus Christ! That's nah, why we that call you Hollywood good. Homeboy now. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> is is Psychopathic Records still putting out stuff? Like, is oh, that still the label? Yeah, I, I, I'm almost positive. How could you turn on such a great name like that? That's that's true. How do how do we get involved with that? really yeah, fulfill like, our destiny right we should be like you know a, the uh, there's got to be like a million juggalo podcast out there but i was yeah, like we should yeah. be the first yeah bullshit yeah. <laughs> yeah we definitely uh would probably be like the six millionth million. at this yeah. point right i, I would coolest, i'm actually though. gonna i'm actually gonna go down that rabbit hole we should I'm check that out. Uh, yeah i, I, should, see I would podcasts. listen to some juggalo podcasts dude, yeah, for yeah sure. we're we're like what, what would we be considered like whatever blade is considered to vampires that's what we are <laughs> that's <laughs> we dabble right, like yeah yeah like day walker <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so grizz this week we changed it up we did not actually watch an X-Files episode as we have been doing because... I mean, I did you know, because I'm fucking addicted now, but we're not talking oh, about it this week. Oh, so. are you fucking kidding me? I, I finished the whole first did season. You? <laughs> yeah, and I'm into Dude, the I second season now. Going back. It. What a fucking great, great TV show. It's so good, dude. It's, but, it's great. but this week, we're digging into another 90s franchise kind of horror kind of sci-fi kind of crime kind of drama this one is uh actually a uh what, what would you call it a, a recommendation or a request by one of our listeners um sk is that your name i don't even know if that's your name but uh it's not my name no not you oh fucking, all right. come on man <laughs> but <laughs> this week we watched an episode of beyond belief fact or fiction we watched season one, episode two. That was the requested episode. It aired June 1st, 1997. And while I was watching this, I was like, oh man, is this even from the 90s? Like, this seems like something I would have watched in like 2002 when I was on like school break, like sitting at home doing fucking nothing in January, you know? Well, as soon as the, uh, the intro of this started, I knew I was in good hands. Because the Film Rise logo popped up. I fucking love Film Rise Entertainment, whatever they are, production company. Uh, they've done some of my favorite shows. Number one, Forensic Files. I've watched every fucking Forensic Files ever, dude. Wow. Unsolved Mysteries, another one of my favorite shows growing up. So, like, Film Rise is the shit. Not to mention, because of this, I found Film Rise has their own, like, streaming service. Bro. They yeah. got all kinds of great shit on there. Whoever you fucking are, SK, whoop whoop, dude, because you hooked me up with a new streaming service. I'm working I, it I in, dude. Know. I'm working the juggalo angle now. I'm, I'm fucking on it. So. <laughs> We're going to start wearing the fucking the jerseys, man. Those oh, hockey jerseys God. are sick. I don't know if I can if wear a big necklace, one. though. It's a little fucking tired on my neck. But, dude, I'll, dude, I'll rock a jersey. I can wear a necklace. I'm in. I'm in. I get can the do it. If somebody it, wants yeah. to send us one. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll split it, right? I get it on the weekends. You get it on there the weekdays. 
But I don't know if this was actually produced by Film Rise originally or they acquired the rights later on. I'm not really too sure. I watched it on the YouTube channel and I sent that to you. And I think that was their official YouTube channel. I think it was the Film Rise. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever the hell you want to call it, network or whatnot. And they have a whole bunch of episodes of Beyond Belief. And I'm pretty happy that we did this one because all of the uh, little stories, they're kind of horror related, right? Like they're all kind of spooky. They're all kind of scary. But before we get into the episode, why don't you explain what this show is about? Like what's the general uh, way that this show progresses? So basically what this show is, is you have a narrator who starts you off and he's going to explain to you that you're about to witness several stories. And each of these stories could be 100% true or they could be complete bullshit. And you as the viewer have to watch and, and you know, make your own guesses as you're watching as to what, uh, which of these stories of the five that you're about to see over the hour are actual stories that have happened or, you know, which ones were made up. Yeah. So this one, I believe, had five different stories. Do all of them have five? I don't yes. know. Probably. They, they, they do oh, all they have do. five. And that's like the only that's the only critique that I would have is that I almost wish this was a half hour show. Give me three of these stories and I'm, I'm fucking I'm locked in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. They like they put five of these things in an episode but they spend 20 seconds at the end telling you what was real and what wasn't. Yeah. Like they don't even tell you why or what or like it what was it was the most in there. Yeah. Yeah. This was real. This was not. <laughs> we got you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I think this is one of those shows where the things that are real aren't exactly, um, you know, uh, word by word or action by action what really happened. I think they're based yeah, on 100%. true or real stories. Because one of them that we'll get into, I read what like the actual story was, and it wasn't exactly <laughs> showed on TV. Oh, no, so we had five stories. Grizz, do you want to go through all of them, or you want to just touch on like our favorite ones? I'll, let's just touch on their favorite ones. I mean, because some of them are kind of kind of boring. I thought a few of them were yeah. really good. Some of them were you know okay. Uh, I personally, I liked the, the the kid being bullied. And he, yeah. uh, like the, the kid, you know, he's basically this kid who's kind of like a nerdy kid and, uh, he, he's complaining that there's a monster in his closet and he's They're afraid young. of monsters. He's yeah. He's young. He's got a sick fucking mullet and like, you know, he's a cool, he's a cool kid. In my opinion, I kind of look like that. So he's getting bullied by all of his friends and even his brother's in on it. You know, his brother's picking on him and shit. And so they get him all in his room the one day the bully's in the brother and the brother's like, well, I'll go in the closet. I'm not a fucking pussy. And he goes in there and, you know, all of a sudden the, you know, the mom comes in and she's like, what's going on? Opens the closet door and the fucking brother's Nobody gone. There. God, just, just a pile there. of clothes, bro. I know. Yeah, like I love it. Right. Like yeah. he, got fucking, he ascended. <laughs> Zapped up. Uh, that was the actually the segment that, you know, the guy that recommended this was like, yeah, man, like this thing, like fuck me up. Really? And, no. Yeah, did he, did yeah, he see so it when he was like younger? Or yes, like, oh, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. So you pick the one that I guess he was most uh, attached to, and I have to agree that was probably the best one. And my other favorite was probably the first one with the funeral home. That was going to be my where, other one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this this guy is going to be buried. He's you know, his funeral is, say, like Friday, it's Thursday night, and the widow calls the funeral director and says, hey, I can't find my husband's war medals. Like, he was very particular. Like, he, whatever he said he wanted, he did, and all this shit. Like, we have to push this, um, this funeral back. Like, I can't bury him without the medals. Like, I just can't. And the funeral director's like, oh, no, I'm sure you'll be able to find them. Like, we'll talk about it tomorrow in the morning. And he leaves, leaving his son home alone. And after the funeral director leaves, the son gets a visitor. It's like an older man. And he's like, I know so-and-so is supposed to be buried, but I have his war medals. And he'd really, really want them. Like, he would, he would really like to be buried with these. So the kid's like kind of sketched out but he's like yeah sure like he has the medals so he has to he has to know him so he lets him in he signs the registry and everything and the kid's like getting kind of weirded out and wants him to leave and he's gone right 
And what happens when he looks at the fucking body in the casket? Looks like the dude uh, whose dude. name is in the ledger. On the registry the is the guy's fucking name yeah. who's being buried. I, dude, it's such a good... It's, what, what I liked about that one is that it's like it reminds me of like the old ghost stories that you know, you'd hear around the campfire or something like that. Yeah. You know, the old yeah. hook on the fucking mirror kind of like story and shit. It's just a classic spooky ghost tale. And then, you yeah. know, I, I, and it's, and they listed it in the thing as based on reality. It's like, I don't fucking, you can't really maybe. base this on reality. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. some kid had a, a situation, but it's like, fucking kid didn't see a ghost. Like, maybe he did. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's possible. And if you have seen a ghost, send me your story, please. At Bad you Taste Video on Instagram. Fucking Bad Taste Video. <laughs> a grave spinner. <laughs> he would love it. So uh, that one, I guess, yeah, you're right. It, it wouldn't be 100% believable, even though they said that it was based on a, on a real occurrence. With the one we were talking about before with the boy in the closet, apparently he got out through like a hole somewhere and he went and stayed at his friend's oh, house for a couple Is that days. the one that you had read up on and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, I mean, by read up on, I mean, I read through the YouTube comments and that seemed like it was uh, the general consensus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seemed legit. So. I mean, the take one that, that with like, a great assault. The, the the thing that like you know, like I said before, is that there was these five stories. I would I thought they should have really like narrow it down to like what's our three fucking good ones that we can tell these people for each episode. Because man, that last one was a fucking stinker. The 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 farmer <laughs> the guy who, in the wheelchair. Okay, so it's like you know this this granddaughter goes to her grandpa's house. And his grandpa's in a wheelchair and can't do anything, so she's supposed to be helping out. Mind you, dude, what, 20 years apart, the fucking grandpa and that and the granddaughter? They can, yeah, they can't be that. Uh, like, come on. I'm like, that. that's yeah. her father at best. Dude, they could be dating, yeah. maybe. So uh, it's like, that looked fucking weird to begin with. But anyways, you know, she gets in fucking trouble on a tractor, and after he cussed her out, he was like, I fucking hate you, you wench. And like, you know, so, yeah, get away from me. So like, she gets hurt on a tractor, and like, oh, by the grace of goddamn God, he can walk again, and he fucking goes out or whatever and saves her. It's the fuck worst thing ever dude i'm like this is the worst fucking story and what did they say this one was made up or some bullshit i'm like this yeah, the most yeah, realistic one fucking one and it's made up you kidding me i don't know <laughs> got dude, me heated bro get, the way she gets dumped off that tractor is fucking hilarious oh, and dude, that like a bucking bronco a brutal bump dude <laughs> yeah. right on her neck jesus christ <laughs> uh the other fake one the guy that's on trial for like the murder of his partner or some shit that was a fucking stupid one also, but that also kind of reminded me of like a, well, that kind of reminds me of like a Tales from the Crypt episode where like he ends up, it's, he's not guilty, but he has to go to the mental asylum after, right? you know, and he spends the rest of his time in like this mental asylum, which is a, would have been a, a Tales from the Crypt episode if it you was see, a little bit more you know dark and, i guess and they could have easily said this is based on reality because there's probably been a case where it's like oh the guy's like claiming that like the victim is like fucking haunting his mind and shit and like you know so that seems yeah. more realistic than you know oh fucking my ghost grandpa showed up with the medals and fucking but i like that story better i'm just saying like the whole fact or fiction thing was a little a little uh, iffy in my book as to what they were <laughs> what they were labeling them I guess we're going to just end up talking about all of them because the only one we didn't talk about <laughs> is uh, the couple on like the subway and they oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. In like a time loop of some sort and it leads to them like saving an elderly neighbor from like a gas leak. Right. I believe that's what it was. And then the elderly neighbor's husband's the fucking and pitcher in the apartment is the ghost they saw on the train. And it's like, yeah, he yeah. saved her. Oh, you know, that's another where one of those classic go? ghost stories, Nowhere. you know, that you hear all the yeah. time where it's like, oh, because of the ghost of the dead lady and shit, you know, I don't know. It I was saved good. somebody's life. Yeah. This one was probably the most forgettable out yeah. of all of them for me. The most Die. not forgettable is fucking James Brolin, 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 Brolin on the fucking host, dude. That guy is fucking <laughs> awesome. Just because I loved him in fucking Amityville Horror, he's fucking awesome in that fucking movie. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Wow. James Brolin uh, himself. 19, 
Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> I like that. I've been that's waiting really the whole good. time just to fucking yeah, say it. That's really good. <laughs> So yeah, this this one was another surprisingly entertaining show that I vaguely remembered watching when I was younger. But you know, going back, what, what the fuck? You know, it's good. I like it. I uh, would say check Beyond Belief Factor Fiction out. Maybe we'll do some more episodes if we can pinpoint maybe some like spookier ones or some shit. Yeah, right? hit the dude up. See if he's got any more uh, any more critiques on the best episodes that we can dig into. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will. And uh, we will be doing something different next week. We won't tell you what yet. If somebody gives us a suggestion, maybe we could fit it in before, you know, if you you get it to us before we record, maybe we can do it. But uh, yeah, so let's hit the trailer and get into this week's uh, phenomenal uh, Mm. award-winning Christmas movie. On his first trip to Paris, Andy McDermott is looking for a little danger. Andy, what are you doing? I'll show you guys a stunt you'll never top. But tonight... Andy, this is madness. You're gonna get yourself killed. There's nothing more dangerous than falling for the wrong girl. No, don't! Obviously, whack kind of girl jumps off the Eiffel Tower has issues, man. Major issues. You mustn't get involved. It's much too dangerous, believe me. You must go before it's too late. I was attacked by this big, wild dog. You were bitten. You're already changing. It was not a dog, it was a werewolf. <laughs> Now you have become one too. <laughs> Not a wolf. <laughs> An American werewolf in Paris. Ow. An American werewolf in Paris. Now, everybody's probably laughing. Ha 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 ha. This movie sucks. Ha ha. I know everything. Ha 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 ha. Well, guess what? You're you're fucking wrong. Very much wrong. wrong. I'm going to say this right now. If you like the movie Idle Hands and you don't like this, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, you're, you're a, a hypocrite. Liar. You're a fucking yeah, hypocrite, dude. Dude, the whole time I was watching this movie, I was just thinking like, oh, Idle Hands. <laughs> Not that the stories are the same, but the general feel of the movie, the humor in it and all this shit, very similar. All the things that, that people will will fucking critique about this movie is the, the reasons why I love this fucking movie, dude. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get into this with you because I honestly, I, I know that we have very similar opinions of the original American Werewolf in London. So, like, I didn't know what to expect going back into this one with you, and we both came back on the exact same page as, this fucking rocks, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yes, yes, 100%. And I guess before we get into it, we should tell everybody, uh, at least me, my personal feeling on American Werewolf in London, it's kind of boring. There's about five minutes of good shit in the whole movie. Other than that, it just drags the fuck along really really boring movie that is surrounded by some amazing practical effects that i will i will give that movie it's due that the practical effects team of of that movie is probably some of the best work of the 80s is that rick baker right yeah rick baker that transformation of the werewolf that's dude i get it that's fucking iconic and it's one of the best on film transformations and practical effects ever part of the five minutes part of the five minutes part of the five minutes the rest of it Throw in the fucking trash can. Not into yeah. it. The only parts of that movie that I really like, uh, the beginning where they first get attacked, I like that. I like when there's like the, the Nazi mutant dream sequence. Oh, yeah. Obviously. That's, that's fun. 
and then the transformation scene with the CCR playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I can take it or leave the movie. I'm, I'm never going to go, hey, I, I, I feel like watching this. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, that's fucking blasphemy. But it's like, look at the fucking movies I watch, please. Yeah. It's just not something that like, I don't know. It just doesn't. It's well, not I, weird enough for me to put up with like long periods of nothingness. And it's not fucked up enough where I'll like wait for the payoff. Yeah, You know what I mean? The payoffs don't really come. They really don't in that movie. And Besides I, I think the transformation. The yeah, transformation that's, is that's good. That's the payoff, and it I'm happens sorry, early. I've, yeah. So, but I think that I can. I think I, I. We've both have mentioned this before in the past on on the show that we're not huge werewolf movie people to begin with. That's really never been our like you know go to film genre. So I mean I enjoy them. It's not that I dislike werewolf movies, but there's never been one where I'm like fuck this. I'm all in on kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, like, there's things... Have you ever seen Dog Soldiers? Yeah, that's a great movie. Like, to me, that's one of the best werewolf movies of all time. Like, of all fucking time. And Silver I get Bullet's it, like, my favorite. Yes. Which is Dude, not another, that great... I mean, it's not anything special, but I I, I, I think it's a better story than this fucking Dude, original uh, London movie. The five-minute section of fucking Waxworks where he's, like, dealing with the werewolf guy in the fucking yeah. barn or the shack... That's fucking awesome. Uh, the original Wolfman movie, like the, I get it, you know, the ambiance of it and all that shit. But to me, like, that's another movie. I'm not going to put that on when I'm bored. You know what I mean? That's not something I'm going to watch. It's the same there thing are, with like, the, oh, sorry. It's like the same thing yeah. with like the howling, you know, where uh, it's a kind of a boring movie, but it has that great ending. I, I love that movie just for that ending where she's fucking on camera turn it into the werewolf that's like yeah, the, yeah. the best part of that fucking movie so it's a long movie to kind of get through for that kind of a payoff yeah and there are other good werewolf movies out there i mean i like uh what is that project metal beast that one's I a pretty good about one that, yeah Another good intro to that tape. movie yes uh there's what what's the what's the other wolf wolf moon or whatever uh i don't there's so many fucking full moon high <laughs> And then there's like that. Uh, Teen Wolf. <clears throat> I guess that's not really a, a werewolf movie. That Alice Cooper movie. That dog fucking whatever it is. Oh, Monster Dog? The, yeah, Monster Dog. It's not really <laughs> similar. I mean, you know, canine. But you know what this movie reminded me of uh, quite a bit? And it's probably a horrible movie. I have not seen it. And I saw this movie in theaters, not this one, the one I'm about to mention. Um, it's the movie Cursed. Do you remember that movie? No. Uh, Christina Ricci. Oh, God. Mm, she is like a fine wine. I would. Oh, never mind. Uh, and then like uh, also Shannon Elizabeth. Same thing. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. This was like young Jesse Eisenberg also. But this movie was like, I think, 2004, maybe 2005. Um, very like new metal, you know, Freddy versus Jason kind of, uh, you know, soundtrack. But it had these, um, like at the time, what I thought was amazing CGI werewolves that, like, they definitely look better than the monkey werewolves in this movie. Uh, but, dude, if, like, I have to go back and watch it now because it's, it's probably absolutely horrible. But I loved that movie when I saw it in theaters. And it's very similar, like a European, I, I think it's, like, based in Europe and shit. And there's, like, weird techno fucking stuff. And I don't know. It looks cool. I got to go back and watch it now. Well, you know, speaking of music, this I feel like that's a good transition. Um, this movie was released on December 25th, 1997, and it was a very interesting time in pop culture, yes, a very interesting was. time in music, right? And I feel like this is one of those movies that the soundtrack perfectly encapsulates like that specific time period that mark on the on the calendar you know Bush. like jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, dude jesus. i haven't thought about fucking gavin rosdale and bush and fucking so yo they had that song uh, i got a machine head right and like yeah, for the longest yeah. time when i was a kid i was like i thought he was saying i got a mushy head so that's the way i used to fucking <laughs> sing that song <laughs> Oh, oh god, my gosh, dude. dude! Yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. What a year for music. Cold Chamber. 
right? It wasn't oh, that 1997? Wasn't there like, wasn't uh, Smash Mouth on this fucking... They were in, dude, their song was on this thing. Yeah, Walking and it's, on the Sun. And it's in this movie unironically. Like, this is when this song first fucking came out. So like... This and I, and I thought about that specifically when I heard it in this movie. I was like, "This song fucking just came out when this movie came out." So yeah, like, people like, were like, not like they weren't like, "Oh, fucking Smash Mouth." They were like, "Oh, some fucking Smash Mouth." All right. Yeah, so yeah, they were like, they were like a young band, right? This. Yeah, that, totally that, weird was, place in time, man. It was like still cool to wear like the bowling <laughs> shirts, like out and stuff. I remember when that song was on the radio, oh, like summertime. God. Like yes. what a what a different point in my life. Jesus Dude, Christ, ninety six, no. ninety seven was legit. <laughs> some of my favorite time periods. I like remember those years fondly fucking like 10 11 years old it's like wow all i want to do is skateboard and play sega like that's it maybe maybe the playstation at this point actually but jesus the soundtrack to this movie if you own it please send it to me somebody's got a cd of this shit right yeah (laughs) dude it is really really good and like each song just kind of like just i don't know it just pinpoints this perfect time period I, I was actually really blown away by how good the soundtrack was. Would you say that it's better than the original? Yeah, for sure. Because this even has like some fun horror stuff going on in it, too. I mean, it doesn't have CCR, which I mean, it, it could definitely they should have threw back some CCR to like just to play homage to that one. That would have been good. And I guess they did. Like, if you're like a fucking weirdo about that first movie and you know all kinds of stupid shit that doesn't matter, uh, I guess you could make a bunch of tie ins with this movie as far as characters who are related to them and how it all fucking works out and stuff. Yeah. Because this is not a remake, which I originally thought, but this is sequel. technically a sequel. Yes. Yeah. Originally, uh, our female lead is supposed to be the daughter of David and whatever the nurse's name. Yeah. But I, I guess, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm just, convoluted. I just can't get over. Yeah, I just can't get over. Uh, 1997 of music, fucking Ramstein, Prodigy. Uh, what else? Oh, dude, how was there no fucking Limp Biscuit in this goddamn movie? Well, I mean, to be fair, that that first Limp Biscuit album was a little. It's better than anything else they put out, but it was a little harder. You know, it was edgier still. So I don't think they were they were making the films yet. But dude, Fat of the Land. That Prodigy album that came out, that their first would like smack my bitch up and Firestarter. Shit's sick. Banger. Front to fucking back. Banger. That album, dude, play that at my fucking funeral and everybody take Molly and fucking <laughs> dance on the beach and shit. Be fucking awesome. That's the album right there, dude. Yeah, dude, I would have loved to see the Prodigy like when I was, let's see, 1997. I was like 10 years old. No, I would have been 11 at this point. I would have loved to have seen them in 1997, but be like maybe like 18, 19 years old. At the fucking boiler room in London? Dude, that would have been like the spot. (laughs) Fucking hard house in it. Man, hard. Take me back, dude. (laughs) Track pants and everything. No shirt. Trust the tips. At that point, you got no shirt on for sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you got UFOs on. Who knows? (laughs) Dude, the fucking K twos, man. Now you're, dude. You're, you're really jogging my memory today. Yeah, man. Gonna get those fucking kickwear pants like Jeff Hardy, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Forgot about kickwears, dude. Goddamn. Dude, that was like the time of Jenkos and all that shit. Was man. I mean, sh- look at the look at the Limp Bizkit cover for three dollar bill, y'all guys wearing fucking Dracos. Get the fuck Bro, out of here with that. I had I f- I finally talked my parents into getting me the giant motherfucking Jack. Like I had, the I had some pouch ones. Yeah, dude, I had some. Yeah, like these were the big motherfuckers, whoop, whoop. and my fucking stepmom hated these bitches, right? Which made me love them even more. But so like I wore them everywhere, and it was my little cousin Wade's birthday party at the ice skating rink, and I'm like, I gotta Jack wear my Jankos, dude. It's the Time, right? I'm gonna be there some with girls this. there. That's right? exactly Who what knows? was going on, right? So there I am. I'm skating around the fucking rink, right? And don't I fucking cut my giant fucking elephant bottom Jankos with my ice skate and they rip all the way up to my crotch. 
I wow. ruined my brand. And dude, I've never seen my stepmom so fucking happy. I wanted to. Oh, I was so mad that she was happy about it. I was. Normally I was you bound, get in trouble, right? Yeah, Normally dude. You you get your I ass just beat for that. Do sixty dollar pair of like, jeans. She's she like, was, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, mistakes <laughs> happen. I was like, yeah, you don't say that all the other times. So, Time to go to the Kmart Husky yeah, section. That's get it. New pair Some of Wranglers. <laughs> oh my god simpler times right yeah i wish jenko's came back i know that the company itself came back yeah they I are wish that I, was like still I like a, that. a fashionable thing maybe yeah, they'll come if, back if you're wearing them now you're you're kind of like rocking like that uh that tapes from the crypt vibe kind of thing right that like <laughs> that that too cool fucking thing with the pit vipers so i can't pull Damn. that off man like i'm with too some, old for that i think it's so. some osiris d3s right oh he should do tim Bro, we're the D3s. Like, I'm calling yeah. you out right now. Yeah, please. You need them. They add height, too. You'd be like six foot six. <laughs> Forgot they did. They added you. <laughs> they did give you a good inch, man. <laughs> oh, my God. 1997, Jenko's, UFOs. Great time period, man. Oh, did you have a giant chain wallet also? Preferably with, like, skull links in it, right? <laughs> Yo, specifically, shout out to my buddy, Craig who I went to school with. I know he listens. And uh, like this motherfucker, like I always looked up to him as like the cool older kid at school and shit. He's the reason I got the chain wallet and the fucking big Jankos. He rode my bus and I saw this motherfucker come on with the big corn patch on the back Damn. of his fucking Jankos that he put on there himself with the dude. I was like, that's it. Like This, this is what, I, hand, this is what right? I gotta fucking do, man. So he figured it out before me and I've just been fucking following along, man. See, sometimes you're influenced by the people around you, and it's a positive influence. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> we if that both ended us. up wild at times, so you know, figure that one out. We it's, both are landed, co- though. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The common connection is the Jenkos. That's right. And this movie, apparently, yeah. because <laughs> Let's get who would have thought? Topic. Who would have thought that the sequel to such a classic would be so different? And so, like, off the rails 90s, right? That it, it becomes like an entertaining movie. Who would have thought? You would think that, like, the sequel was gonna be serious, gonna try to be like a scary, spooky movie. They don't even try in this for that. It's a horror comedy. Yeah, it is. And you see, in the first one, they would, like, they would kind of just try to dip their toes in that, like, horror comedy thing, and they would immediately, like, pull out of it. And I'm like, you gotta, like, go all in on that aspect of like what you're doing you got a dead guy talking to your fucking friend here like play it up and they go for that in this movie they they have the funny fucking dude when the the homegirl that he's banging in the cemetery dies and she's following him around she's the funniest fucking part of this movie her eyeball falling out and you get the fucking point of view of the dangling eyeball for a second that's hilarious like that's what makes this movie so good to me man yeah yeah, the stupid shit like that. Like she's going the whistle and she blows her eye out. And the fucking like, shit's flying out of her cheeks and shit from the pressure. Dude, great. <laughs> Andy, who's Tom Everett Scott, like our main character that uh, basically gets turned into a werewolf in the movie. Uh, he's running from these people and she, meaning the ghost of this girl, is like, hey, hey, he's hiding over here. He's over here <laughs> trying to like bring attention. <laughs> But now here's the thing. Those people were also werewolves, right? So wouldn't they actually be able to see her? Because we see in, when he's first starting to turn, he sees, he sees victims. Uh, Seraph- How do you say her name? Seraphine? Seraphine? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You see her fucking, uh, her mom, her like zombie ghost mom. Oh, that's good too. That's, that's actually pr- some good makeup. That's a great shot because like you hear her voice. And like he goes to look up thinking it's an actual like it's like a living woman and he sees it's like her zombified like fucking ghost standing there. And then uh, I like that like so like the, what the whole thing of this movie too is kind of like a modernized thing of it where uh, you know Tom Everett Scott who we've identified last week is not the older cooler brother of Kurt Cameron uh, so <laughs> but uh, he's you know he's in Paris and he saves this fucking chick Seraphine's life as she's jumping off the Eiffel Tower which is a weird fucking CGI scene very very yeah, strange yeah, yeah. Um, 
But anyways, after he saves her, he's, you know, she's associated with these cult of werewolves that have like found this serum that can instantly turn them into werewolves. They don't got to wait for the fucking the full moon or anything anymore. And that's how this whole like movie plays out is that it's like, uh, you know, Tom Everett Scott versus this werewolf cult and yeah. mayhem ensues. But in like that story itself isn't like super strong, but it's the fucking comedy aspects. And just like, I don't know. It's just like this being in France. It was all filmed in France that I just really, really enjoy about it. It just has this certain feeling to it. It, it, it did it for me, man. Like, and I really didn't think it was going to, I kind of like suggested it last week as like a, as a joke and we were like yeah well fuck it let's do it and Why i'm not? so glad we did man i think that werewolf group was almost like a neo-nazi it felt that way group, right like they they all look know, like they, soccer hooligans right yeah and like, they even said at one point that like oh we're trying to like get rid of the sick and the weak and all that shit like eugenics type shit oh, you, you know? know i never even i never put that I never made that connection, but they definitely looked the part. And with the the rhetoric there, I think you are definitely onto something. Yeah. They, uh, plus, plus in the heady. first one, first yeah, one, the, the Nazi, Nazi propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Look Good at tie-in. That. <laughs> but I do like the fact that there is this like bad werewolf cult pack thing, and she's obviously against it, and she's done with the whole thing. And Tom Everett Scott's character like doesn't really take it seriously until the very end. He's kind of like fucking around throughout the whole thing, right? Like he doesn't believe that something's wrong for most of the movie, even though he's eating like raw steaks and like trying to bang hookers. And See shit. that that's my favorite part of this movie is that like so he goes to this like this party that he's invited to, where these werewolves invite him to unknowingly, um, and he ends up getting bit by her. Right? She's like the werewolf that bites him in the the fucking tunnel and stuff. So he just gets bit in the ankle, but he escapes. But because he got bit, he is now going to start transforming into a werewolf. And she tells him this, and he's like, like Mike said, he's she, he's very blasé about the whole thing. He doesn't really believe it. But the whole like transitioning period that she calls it is fucking hilarious because like he has these hallucinations and he has these cravings and his sex drive is crazy and like so he's like in this restaurant ordering like raw steak and shit like that and just like gnawing it down with his hands like a wild animal all the scenes of like him going through that process of like the realization that he is in fact turning into a werewolf i think is really really good i think that actually he gets bit by the guy is it the guy? I wasn't yeah. sure because like it's just like they're in the tunnel and I know that she's like she's transforming at the same time. So it's a, it's a little confusing. There's like a little sequence, I think, at the end where he's kind of like, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? He realizes that he was the one because he gets stabbed with the rod. I think no, no. I think that it's her because there's the point where he says you're not going to like how you have to undo the curse. You have to find the werewolf that that bit you. And you have to eat its heart. And it's it's like it's her. And he's like, there's no way I could fucking do that. There, there, that's not even an option. I think that I, I don't know. Because I think they didn't know for sure, maybe. Because she can't remember what she's doing, I think. So they just assumed that it was her. But at the end, remember, he gets away because the werewolf gets impaled on the rod. Right. And then at the end, he sees that the guy has the scar from the rod that oh you're yeah you are right he does have the scar okay so I, it's, I think it's a little confusing one. but you're right it's okay it's either way it doesn't matter the movie's still fucking awesome <laughs> oh yeah like i said the story really isn't what what i'm like really into about this movie i i for one i really do uh enjoy tom everett scott i think that he's a a, a fun actor dude i like him in all the different movies that i've seen him in uh, that thing you do, we'd fucking joke about that movie all the time, and like it's a really fun movie to fucking watch. So, I, I just his acting and, and all of the acting, even like the fucking corny like '90s frat boy friends that he has and stuff like that. I'm just into it. Like they don't they don't bother me. I think they all play their parts really really well. Uh, the the main female, she's absolutely beautiful. And she basically said that she only did the movie because she had to pay her rent, which I think is fucking <laughs> hilarious. That's <laughs> like the best thing ever. I feel like a lot of the uh, the sets in this movie were very similar to the ones from Triple X. Oh, dude. <laughs> they, fucking they definitely movie. Filmed, Same cast, yeah. probably. Shit. 
It's like, what was is, this actually filmed in France or was this Prague or wherever the fuck you supposed to be? But what is cool that I was reading though is that like they actually like for the Eiffel Tower shots and stuff, like they actually did shut down the Eiffel Tower at night for them to do production on the actual tower. Wow. So all the climbing scenes, that's legitimately the Eiffel Tower. That's where it's shot and where it's on. So what a, I think that's what pretty neat. What a ridiculous sequence also. Anthony, who under, uh, you know, he some unforeseen circumstances made it where he couldn't be on this week. But he was saying like, oh, man, like, make sure you make fun of the Eiffel Tower seat. And I have to admit, it's quite the ridiculous, uh, I guess, sequence. They are up there. Like he said before, Seraphine tries to commit suicide and Andy jumps off because he's ready to do a fucking bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower because we didn't mention that they're on like a oh, daredevil yeah. tour the, around the Europe. Daredevil tour. What the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's know. It's so but, stupid that it's good, though. That's what, like, it, it needs to be a daredevil tour because it's yeah. fucking a stupid movie and that's what makes it awesome. I wish somebody would make the t shirt, the daredevil tour t shirt. Oh, they were cool as fuck, right? Dude, we yeah, need, there you know, you go. Edit that one yeah, out. We need to yeah, fucking yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this whole sequence of him like jumping off the Eiffel Tower, uh, grabbing her, she like gets let down gently, and he forgets to tie the rope. So the two friends are holding on to this while he's like bouncing around. First no of all, problem. as soon as that bottomed out. <laughs> They would either have lost the rope or they would have gotten pulled over the side. Yep. There was way too much force from the two of them falling like on the bottom of that. That's my first thought. Second, this motherfucker bounces back up and gets fucking destroyed by an I-beam. He just gets fucking hammered You're by dead. this thing. You're 100%. dead. 100% people die from that shit. It's that legitimately is, happened. You're dead. If, <laughs> if you're not going to die from the rope breaking and you just hitting the ground, you're going to die from hitting the fucking beam on some like a giant mm-hmm. steel beam. So it is quite the uh, ridiculous set of circumstances. But this whole movie's pretty ridiculous. And is it, it shows that they're not scared to go that extra mile of, uh, you know. So is it more ridiculous than the end bungee jump scene though i mean is it really more ridiculous than the oh, fucking yeah. ed bungee jump scene yeah, there's, a, there's <laughs> another fake out with uh them jumping off the eiffel tower and there's one line that isn't tied but i guess that was supposed to be the safety line right and everything is okay dude them at the very end where they're getting married and they bungee jump off the fucking statue of liberty to end this fucking movie what? Was that the Statue of Liberty? Yes, it's the fucking Statue oh. of Liberty, dude. And the CGI is once again okay. I bitch about CGI, right? And I and like yeah. wholeheartedly, if you you put too much fucking bullshit CGI in your movies now, you're fucking up. And it's because of where CGI is at right now that I fucking hate it. But this CGI is endearing to my heart because this is like clunky fucking silly cgi that fits in a comedy like a dark comedy movie to me like even like the the werewolves look so fucking bad in this movie like these are not good this like this is probably like one of the worst looking werewolves in any fucking werewolf movie dude <laughs> they legitimately look like a dog fucked a gorilla that's what these oh werewolves looked like so it's not good but it's fucking awesome because they look like shit and it's fucking hilarious and that's what makes it so good is that the cgi is so fucking bad that they just went for it dude hats off that they put this on screen i like this i have to say that when it's very obvious that something is cgi it's very easy for me to forgive it and just go and just roll with it but when it's like slightly off you know what i mean like so this was like the beginning of them overusing it because it got cheaper to to do and it looks terrible but it's still I guess endearing where like maybe five years from this movie, like when you get into the two thousands, it just got to be like fucking horrendous. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it just, it was, it was too much. Um, like they were trying too hard and they just weren't there yet where it shouldn't be in the movie. 
Where this, it was just like, fuck it, put 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 the fucking thing in, put the fucking werewolf in. And I mean, some of the done. things put it in. <laughs> it's rendered. Some of the things were practical. Not everything was CGI. Dead but, people looked great, but there was a ton of CGI monkey werewolf things. Yes. And to me, they all looked like that the the shittier release of the original American Werewolf in London. They looked like the cover of that movie. Just like oh. some fucking <laughs> Yeah, they do look very similar to that. That's what I they probably know. went with. They're like, just just copy that. Let's make it look like that exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, boss. I, I did like though that they they mixed in the practical effects, like you said, with like the zombie friends and all that shit. Looked awesome, and that's really what made me think of Idle Hands, like this, like similar makeup design when yes, it came to dead that. Dead friends that they are like that's that's what that's what makes this so good, and like what they they missed out on on the first one is those dead friends, like yeah. having them be over the top and not restricting them to this just like narrative kind of role. I think is the such a smart choice for this movie. Yeah, that I guess. Yeah, if his friend, I, I don't remember what his friend's name is in the original one, but like if it if there was more like funny shit with that, I probably would like the movie more. But I guess it's not that type of movie where this one is. You know, like they tried to be over the top in this. They tried to make it ridiculous and '90s and extreme and all that, and it's okay. It's all right with me. Another good makeup effect that I just remembered was when. Uh, Andy is in the cemetery and he starts turning into the werewolf and like maybe from his oh, like chest up is yeah. like st- is starting to turn and he jumps in the fountain like that looked pretty pretty good. It was like know, purpley creepy. and like veiny and like real looked like the haunted mask from fucking yeah yeah goosebumps. And because he's like so very tall and lanky and like him like running in his boxers with that like kind of like intense upper body thing going on that was a that that scene stuck out to me too as well and it was a very quick moment that you see it but like it's very very well done it, it's yeah almost a shame that it happened so fast <laughs> i would have liked to see more of that kind of stuff but i guess you know in 1997 the budget that they had and all this stuff with the cgi effects and shooting maybe in actual uh french areas probably didn't have the money to go all out Dude, with that sort of stuff budget 25 million right to make the movie it made oh. 26 <laughs> there you go so you made money <laughs> they got a million bucks money. out of it there we go yeah i wonder if that includes like home video and stuff uh it just says worldwide theatrical so i'm sure it's probably oh, no. just yeah it doesn't include just, like just it's, and so it's made way more than a million i'm sure over time but was this a big rental movie I know that I, I rented. I, that's that's I where I say, saw it. You know, yeah, blockbuster renting this. this and shit like that. Um, I do have a I do have a, <laughs> a critique. That's for sure, though. I disapprove of them stealing the condom bubblegum gag from the movie Coneheads. Oh my because god! Because it was so obviously done before, and they did not need to use that in the cafe scene. Very. Can strange. you blow me a big bubble? Yeah. Blow me the a bigger big bubble, the more passion. And I'm like, oh god, you're, he's gonna <laughs> fucking do it. Although when it did like fly out of his mouth and fly, and it landed in the guy's suit behind him, I was like, yo, how many takes did they fucking do to get that fucking yeah, shit yeah. to land in that guy's yeah, suit? Yeah, yeah. Then I like the waiter brings it back. I believe this is yours yeah yeah so like <laughs> it's funny how they did it but i was like dude this is dan Aykroyd's gag like you guys are totally yeah. stealing this right now yeah and there's multiple points in this movie too that i think are kind of funny like that and not necessarily like they're supposed to be funny but how many times can you lock a group of people in like a, a warehouse of some sort right to be like eaten or like murdered or whatnot that's, that is that's the f- a horror trope that I feel like doesn't get spoken about a lot. Yeah, right? that's Movies true, where dude. people get locked in a warehouse to die. That was kind of a 90s, 2000s thing, like Blade, you know? It is, where it was like, and I think that's because of like that, like, uh, especially in like movies that are, are set in Europe and shit, where it's like, 
there's this underground techno fucking culture, this underground party vibe. Yeah, keep doing that like that. And then where you're like, all right, we're going to go party in Germany tonight. Come bring your friends to all this warehouse. There's going to be lots of cool freaky drugs. So they show up and they're about to party. They got their glow sticks, right? And then, <laughs> I've seen how long you can fucking do it. But anyways, so they're there and they get fucking trapped in by the fucking people and all fucking hell breaks loose. Everybody. So <laughs> I like the guy that's outside the club, like their security guard. He's like oh, a the big, big guy, like fucking burly dude. So he's not a werewolf. He's just friends with the werewolves. Yeah, he's like a uh, a familiar of the werewolves. No, like, I was gonna say that be, would have to be it, right? Why wouldn't you want to turn into a werewolf though, bro? I'd be, like, I'd be dude, all in, got, dude. Are you kidding me? Out of out of everything that there is to be turned into, I would say werewolf is the, is probably Tops. the coolest. Yeah, followed by a vampire because yeah. I guess that's kind of cool, maybe. Uh, third, Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> See, I'm going to switch, dude. I was going to say that the, the werewolf would be number one, but I'm going to say vampire is number one. And only because of the fact is that you get to be a badass could, every night, whereas uh, the werewolf gets to be a badass once a month. So That's true. That's true. I guess you're actually right with that. Uh, vampire one, werewolf two. I guess being like Frankenstein's monster would kind of suck. So it would be in a yeah. mummy. Oh, uh, mummy's no good, dude. Being like the Gill Man, like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, that I, think that's, I think that's better than mummy or Frankenstein. You can swim you can real actually, good. You can actually like bend your elbows. Yeah, that's that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gill Man 3, uh, Frankenstein 4, Mummy 5. Mummy 5, yeah. Yeah, and damn, dude. Bag of that bones. sucks. Imagine being a mummy. That sucks. So that like... Sucks. But I don't know if you can relate with this, but any time I watched these movies, especially growing up, where it's like, you know, oh, there's these bad guy cults of fucking werewolves and stuff, I'm definitely like, bro, I want to be a fucking bad yeah, guy werewolf, cool dude. Like, yeah. yeah like, like, I don't want to pay taxes. I mean, you said they're Nazis like, now and shit. That kind of sucks. That kind of like turned me off. But beforehand, I was like, I'm fucking into this. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the same exact gang from Triple X. I'm going to make another reference to that. <laughs> It's just, just like they cast it at the same exact time. They're just fucking yeah. shot at the same time. Yeah. This also, the like the werewolves and the way things happen and shit also kind of reminds me of that Underworld franchise. Ugh. You know, like very uh, just CGI werewolf. That's what I'm telling around. you. If you watch that movie Curse, it's the same thing. CGI werewolves running around. And it's 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 just a time period. They all of the werewolves look exactly the same. All this CGI from like the late '90s to mid 2000s. It's very. It was like a werewolf resurgence or something going on at this time period. It's weird. That's okay. I I really you know we were saying before that like werewolf movies aren't we're not really like a hundred percent you know uh, I guess educated in them and stuff. I gotta say I, I kind of. I think the werewolf movies that I do enjoy, I like really fucking enjoy them. You know what I mean? But for some reason, now that I think about it, there's no werewolf movies that I could like. All right. So movies like genre movies that I like, you know, zombie Lucio Fulci zombie for zombie movies. Like that's a movie that you watch that movie and you're like, holy fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, like you're going to go look at his other fucking movies after this. When I watch, let's see, like a serial killer movie, you're watching like Bay of Blood or you're watching Maniac or anything like The Prowler. You're like, Jesus Christ. You know, like you're blown away by this. And yet again, you might go watch the director's other stuff. You know, when I think of werewolf movies now, I can't think of a werewolf movie Besides even like dog, like dog soldiers, maybe. But other than that, like silver bullet doesn't count because it's fucking, it's a Stephen King thing, all that shit. I don't know. But, um, I, I just don't count that in any of these fucking things, but like, there's no werewolf movie that I can tell somebody to watch. And they're going to be like, Jesus Christ, this like changed my life. 
You know what I mean? And I feel like we can do that with almost every other genre, like darkness for vampires. Like, Yeah, I think people will probably try to say The Howling is like that movie, but it's not. Like Another it's the, boring movie to me. Yeah, it, it's like I said, it's got the good ending, but like a very sleepy fucking movie. And I I'm really can't even like it's like one of those genres where you're right. Like there's no like powerhouse like staple of the fucking genre you know like you, i don't know it's 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 a, it's always us, been a weird thing not, yeah, yeah I, but exactly you it's, may it's love american subjective. werewolf in london and all that shit but it, that, this is our opinion there's somebody Everything out there is, like yo bad moon is the fucking best movie ever <laughs> made so not i'm bad. not gonna argue with you it's fine <laughs> you feel that way but you know i think it might be because when you're writing for werewolves you have to account for all that time in between the full moon and all that shit. So like, you really can't make this like action packed fucking thing. Like a vampire is a vampire every, every night, right? You know, they go to sleep during the day. They come back out at night. Uh, zombies are zombies 24 hours a day. They never stop. (laughs) Like, you know, and I feel like a werewolf is actually like a timed thing. And because of that, it makes these movies have to be more of a slow burn or just long periods of just, you know, and, nothing. And that's how they got around it in this movie was being like, oh, the, the you know, father of the fucking homegirl there was like trying to create a formula to undo the werewolf curse, but instead ended up creating this serum that instantly turns you into a werewolf regardless of the full moon or not. Oops. So that's their way of being like, you know, hey, we understand the restrictions of a, of a werewolf movie being this large timeline. Here's a way we could fucking instantly cut cut around all of that shit. And we could have badass werewolf monkey guys 24 fucking seven. So yeah, they figured yeah. that out, which I liked, yeah. which is probably why Smart. I like this movie. Yeah, I, I think that they did a good job handling that. It would have been kind of hard to write a movie on a guy that's just on like regular vacation in in europe right and now you gotta wait for the next full moon yeah it's like, dude, you're not gonna be in france for another month like, come on. <laughs> okay so grizz why don't you give me your final thoughts on this movie five out of five you know we're taking it back old school with this one giving it five hell fucking yeah. stars hell yeah i agree five out of five go back watch this with uh idle hands maybe a nice double feature Right, Saturday night, it's cold out, nothing to yeah, do outside. Have a nice 90s Get some night. friends over or your significant under, uh, your significant other. Significant underwear. Bring yes. those as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring your significant underwear. And uh, I would say give this another shot. It's free on Tubi. They don't got to pay anything. The there tape is super cheap if you want it, if that's how you want to watch it. I think it's free on uh, YouTube also. Who the fuck knows? It's probably free everywhere. They're giving this motherfucker yeah. away. Made that much they money. They want you to watch this. Yeah, hell yeah. But take our advice. Give it a rewatch. Let us know what you think. If you think we're fucking idiots because we do not like the original. It's obvious. Let us know too. Yeah, we'll, we'll debate you. I don't care. Bring it on. You're, you're talking to two people who watch fucking feeders and all that shit and think it's a great movie. Yeah, it's like the best movie ever made. <laughs> hey, we're almost we're almost at feeders two time. It's we're almost time for Saurians also. Oh, shit. We have yet yeah. to cover that on this, uh, this yeah, lovely yeah. show. But they bring that- the Dr. Ernstein in. Yeah. Oh, that's how we're going to get him back. Fucking Saurians. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Let's uh, head over to the video Dropbox and see what we're watching next week. Back in the video Dropbox. Man, I look forward to that transition every week from the uh, main segment's music into the video Dropbox. I always hope that it it ends on this certain track, and when it does, it's fucking beautiful. Well, hopefully it did but this week. We'll see. Maybe I can alter it so it does. So this week, 
we're going back to the 90s, earlier in the 90s, prime 90s for us when it comes to movies, 1991. Ooh, that's like the... God damn it's good year. Dude. It's probably not a movie that you would have guessed. Or maybe you did if you if you knew us and the way that we like fucking sequels. But next week we will be watching Child's Play Part 3. The, the uh, best. The, the best. I think this is probably like what some would consider the last in like the real trilogy of, of Child's Play. Like the first three movies, I think, are the core of the the heart of this franchise. Yeah, I know a lot of people put the uh, some of the later movies into, but for me, the first three Child's Plays are, are really what this franchise is built on. I love all of the Child's Play movies. All of them, I do even too. The fucking sequels. I think um, like Bride of Chucky fits in with Part Three and everything. Oh, it's and, great. You know, Curse of Chucky was good. Seed of Chucky could have been better, but it was a different type of movie and it was still entertaining to me. TV show is fucking awesome too. Unreal how good the show is. The remake was horrible. Yes, that I agree with. Yeah, I do. Modernizing him and turning him into this eye fucking toy. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Now go. Good. Let's hit. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Let's Try hit the trailer. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> left, 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 right, left. Welcome to hell on earth. You are without a doubt the most pathetic thing I have ever seen. Oh, oh. Strict discipline. Does this look like a gun to you, Barkley? It's a rifle. Next, rigid dress codes. Presto, you're a ball. Get those weapons in here. I want to see them high. And grueling drills. It couldn't possibly get any worse. Wrong again, wimp. Chucky's back. A few years have passed. No, you're dead. We killed you. I'm new and improved. At Kent, we take bedwetters and turn them into men. Andy. How you grow. <laughs> and this time. <laughs> I really gotta get out of this body. He's looking for a new recruit. <laughs> I got some fresh meat lined up and I'm not gonna let you spoil it. <laughs> now, just think. Chucky's gonna be broke. <laughs> Child's Play 3. Look who's stalking. A haircut ain't regulation, soldier. Regulate this! Yeah, so you, you even, you know, you, you can't outdo these fucking original sequels. They're so good. Uh, part three is where it really goes off the rails, right? And just like all the other franchises, there's that one movie where it really just goes, mm, we're going in this direction. And for Chucky, Child's Play 3 is that movie, right? This is the major pain of the Child's Play franchise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love this one. Chucky goes to fucking uh, army school. What the hell do they call that shit? Boot camp. Military Academy. Yeah, military yeah. Academy. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> one thing I got to say about the Child's Play movies is that like the first three they did a good job with sticking with like the Andy character. You know what I mean? Like they really did. A good I think job that's that. why I, I consider them to be the, the core of the franchise. That's why like, you know, it, to me, it's like the heart of, I could watch the first three and feel like I'm watching like a, an extending story because it is an extending yeah. story where once you get past that, it does have the same exact feeling. I a hundred percent agree with you, Mike, that like those movies fit his, his, you know who chucky is and they don't change any of that but it's it's that andy thing that like really draws me to these first three yeah he's also in curse of chucky he comes yeah. back in a he later movie back, right. and he's in the he's in the television show is he is i didn't cool. know that yeah. I, have to, yeah, I have to check yeah. that out and i love that they it's always the same guy like it's that's the important that is important it's not a phantasm move where they fucking oh my god the they only did it once us. dude they only did it once <laughs> all right geez and it wasn't even their fault that was a studio decision it was it was uh friday the 13th i wish they would have did that with Corey feldman oh, having him in 
four, five, and six. Imagine. If it wasn't for the Goonies, we would have gotten part five, I think. I think that's what oh, he was yeah, filming yeah. during that time. But, uh, you know, Child's Play, fucking Don Mancini kept to it. Kept the character strong. Same guy voicing it. Never changed it. Brad Dourif. Awesome voice actor. Awesome actor Amazing. in general. I can't it's gonna wait be to fun to dig this, into. Yeah, I might, I, really I might watch wait. one, two, three, just in a fucking row, just to, because I love these movies, dude. These are the, these I'm, are, these are movies I could legitimately watch once a week, and I can have fun with them every single time. It's like me with the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Just I think it's probably it true, and it, and it yeah. just, it never gets old to me. Uh, I think they're all streaming on Peacock. Maybe one of those streaming services has all of them. Uh, if I could say services any weirder, I will next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Child's Play 3, I'm pumped. You're pumped. Hope everybody else is pumped for this crazy uh, installment of the Child's Play franchise. So Grizz, anything else? No, everybody should just go back and really enjoy American Werewolf in Paris for the yes. wonderful splendor that it is. When you're seeing your family this weekend for Thanksgiving, please pop it up. Show them, yeah, show them how good it is. It's like, oh, you may not remember, but this movie should have won an Academy Award. Yeah. Uh, Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe to our feed however you listen to us leave five stars leave us a good review it helps us out a lot we will be coming up with some giveaways for you motherfuckers let's see some fucking reviews on itunes you can get something and then we're also going to be doing a nice christmas giveaway for you guys just for the holiday season grizz i think it's time to sign off because i have to watch some more x-files it sounds like a great plan Hell yeah, dude. We will see you next week, motherfuckers.